All right, uh, welcome to the Eric J. The Great podcast show. Got a special guest on the show today, hip-hop artist, the Rez Deshaun. How you doing? I'm good. What's happening? What's happening? Yeah, man, just uh, just another day, man. Uh, before, before I play your uh, latest single, man, the, uh, the Dirty Mirror, uh, I just want to tell you something personally, man, uh, the beat. The Beats the Odds uh single with Wife Man, man. That's one of my uh favorite singles, man. They got me through a deployment, man. When I was in Afghanistan, I was in a dark space. So that that really helped me, man, when I was deployed in Afghanistan. Oh yeah, that's what's up, man. I'm I'm glad that I can help you through that situation with the music. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. So for anybody that ain't heard this uh song, it's called Dirty Mirror by uh, the Rez to Shine, and uh go scream it on all platforms. Standing in the mirror is so dirty. I don't think he heard me. Mirror clean, but my vision blurry. Sipping in codeine, popping perky. Thank you, my true word, that shit crazy. First off, man, tell the people uh, where you from and uh, how old are you? My name is Red Deshaun, man. I'm from the south side, Clayton County, Jurassic Park. Um, yeah. Okay. <laughs> so, so what's the first thing that comes to your mind when you hear your city? When I hear it? Yeah. Um... In what way? Like, what you mean? Like, when I hear somebody say, oh, Clayco in the building? Or... Yeah, like, when you when you come across your mind, when you just think of your city, like, you know, what's the first thing that comes to mind? Um, the first thing that comes to my mind is, uh, honestly, old memories, like, what I used to do, what I used to be, what I used to hang, people I used to know, um... The whole grind, the way I started rapping, you know what I'm saying? Okay. That's what's up. So uh, for anybody that uh, haven't never been to your city, just kind of describe, you know, the everyday life for a kid slash teenager, you know, growing up and kind of 
go over some of the struggles and stuff you had to endure when you was a younger kid, you know, with your parents, things like that? I mean, it's it's pretty much the same, you know, like with me traveling and going to different cities, I noticed that it's pretty much all the same. Like, you know what I'm saying? You got all the different struggles and different situations uh, that you got to learn how to deal with and get through. But, you know, you got to have a strong background, like, you know, to, to get through it, like the stuff that we're going through where I'm from. Um, I grew up with my dad, you know what I'm saying? So I kind of got a lot of my strength through all the situations that I've been through through growing up with a man. Now, ultimately, that kind of took away the sensitive side. So, you know what I'm saying? I really, I wasn't balanced with it. And sometimes, you know, I, I may come off a little aggressive or I may come off a little strong, but you know what I'm saying? But other than that, man, I just went through the base, you know, regular situations, single parent, you know what I mean? Trying to figure it out, growing up. Uh, different, um, uh, uh, what's the word? Um, you know, like influences, like, you know, you know, different influence, good, bad, started doing drugs, young, drinking young, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but it was all, you know, it's like that worldwide. Okay. So, uh, if you mind me asking, man, uh, uh, what, um, what happened to your mom? Um, she was young. I want to say she was just young, and I guess I just was a badass kid or something. She just couldn't, she was out of it, like, oh. yeah. Okay, then. So, uh, do you got any siblings? Yeah, I got brothers and one sister. Okay. So, uh, what type of activities you was into as a kid? Man, me personally, I ain't gonna lie. I thought I was gonna play ball or something. Like I used to be outside. I used to play basketball every day. Um, my dad really wasn't a fan of me playing football, but I snuck and played football for school. For the school, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know the regular, 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 rapping outside, playing any hop. You know what I'm saying with the boy? Uh, you know, regular. Changing girls, <laughs> regular. Oh, that's what's up, man. So, uh, did you yeah. have anybody that was close to you or in your family that was in the music business, or were you, was you the first one? Um, I, from my understanding, um, you know, like my mom used to sing. Well, well, not like 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 me, but she had a voice or whatever and everything. My dad used to manage groups. Um. So from my understanding, you know, before I knew, yeah, it was just me. But then later in life, I found out Slim for one twelve, my cousin too. Okay. Yeah, so I found that out. So I ain't the first, but from my from my knowledge, then I thought I was. Yeah, I thought I was the only one. Okay. So when you when you first started popping as a rapper, what is one thing that you can say that really surprised you when you when you got full fledged in the industry, like in the rap game? What's one thing that you that caught you off guard? The fake love. No. It's like it caught me off guard from my from people I know personally to people in the industry. Um the women, like all the fake the fake love, all the oh he hot, let me fuck with him. That shit right there, like. It caught me off guard because I was being a hunter. I was being genuine. I was being loyal to motherfuckers who was really 
on some bullshit like opportunities, like you know what I'm saying, trying to strike just because I'm at this point, you know, and it wasn't real love, it wasn't genuine. And it used to confuse me, like, damn. I thought if you, you know what I mean, if, if you call me your brother, you supposed to, you supposed to be here, you supposed to support this, you supposed to stand on this. Oh, I thought if you say you love me, baby, you supposed to goddamn respect my mind and respect the way I, you know what I mean? Like, that threw me off the most out of everything, nothing else. Like, I was, like, growing up, prepared me for all the other bullshit, but growing up, feeling like I didn't really have that love like that. Like I said, I grew up with a man, it was straight, he was tough, like, so when I got in and, and all the fake ass, you know, oh, man, you know, I believed in you since you were nine years old, my boy. And I'm like, hell, man, God damn, bro, my dog. And then, you know, once you can't use me how you tried, and that's fucked me in it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, yeah that's, that's crazy because, you know, um, I was talking to my friend the other day about that. I was like, you know, if you're a real, genuine, authentic person, it's kind of like hard to operate in today's society because everything is based off, you know, like perception, like somebody will proceed to be something. And then once you get the the full image of them, then they'll just throw you off. Now you got to operate because you got to operate in a certain space to where I got to tolerate these people because I got to, I'm not going to stop not making money and then like that, you know, right. but it's just like, now I got to tolerate being around people that normally I wouldn't be around if I didn't have to, you know what I'm saying? Yep, that's that's exactly how it go. You just got to play the game how they play it. Like all the morals and, and, and standards that I grew up taught, learning, like today don't exist. You know what I'm saying? It's like everybody out for their own. Ain't no loyalty, ain't no love for real. Like that's just from my point of view. And it could possibly be out there. I done been played around with so much. Like, I'm straight. I ain't looking for it. Nigga, it's business with everything. Nigga, I fuck with you how you fuck with me. If you pull up to my show, I pull up to your show. Nigga, I ain't doing nothing extra. <laughs> oh, yeah. I, I can feel that. <laughs> uh, this one is a fan question, man. Uh, somebody DM'd me right before we got on and uh, wanted me to ask this question. I was in the military with him. Um, he, he said that, um, that uh, you remember the lot of me single? The little snippet that you had. Yeah, yeah, a lot of me. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I love the way you lie to me. <laughs> yeah. He... I'm so good when you whispering in my ear, baby. Lie to me. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, he was, he, he said he loved the snippet and he was uh, wondering why you didn't ever drop it because he was waiting on you to drop it. Yeah. Um. Back then, I ain't had my shit together. I, I wasn't focused like how I am today and I ain't had the proper guidance or the proper people to coach me. Like, I was just doing music just to be doing it. I wasn't even, you know what I'm saying? Okay. Like, I just did it because I loved it. I wasn't even on point with that shit yet. Okay. So what yeah. what, what really led you down to go down the music path? Was it uh, someone pushed you that direction or it was just something you was playing around with and you just got a, had a, uh, you was just a, a natural at it? I mean, um, I always love music, honestly. Like, since a little kid, like, I think that's that's one of the things that got through, got me through a lot of my situation too was listening to music. So it's like, um, 
you know, since I was a little kid, I used to play with words, writing little poems, you know, for the girls, for my mom. Like, you know, I'm talking about that early, like, like first grade, second grade, just, mm. you know, playing with words, rhyming words. I ain't going to lie to you. Um, I don't know. I, I, I don't know what time that it happened, but I first started making music. I first started making music when I was on, my bad, somebody just called. You get me? Yeah, yeah, I can. All right, so I first started making music when um, I was recording on a karaoke machine. No lie. I used to take my dad a tape and break the paper and spit on them and put them in the holes of the tape <laughs> and put one on, put one, one tape on this side. That's what I'm going to record with. And then this tape had the beat on it. And I used to, like, rap on the karaoke just in my room or with my little partners. And then, you know, I don't know. Out of nowhere, we, we one of my other buddies had the computer. He was the first one with the computer to put the, the in-house studio shit in there. Mm. So we recording his shit. We make our first CD. I go to the school. I'm passing it out. We doing talent shows. I don't know. It just became, like, it was fun. Then it became, I loved it. And then it became business. And now it's just like work. I ain't gonna lie to you. It's like, I gotta do it now. Like, you know what I'm saying? Okay. So as far as uh, growing up, man, like who who did you grow up listening to? Who were some of your favorite artists? Man, I used to listen to everybody. My dad played every kind of music you could think of. Um, R&B, blues, uh, rap, of course. Uh, I usually listen to the West Coast artists, New York artists, Texas artists, Atlanta artists, got Chicago artists, like, goddamn, do or die artists. Like, I listen to every, it's, I can't, like, you know what I'm saying? I be finding myself thinking about that when people ask me. I can't say, like, I listen to every single thing. Like, it's an artist, if you can name them, I listen to it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's what's up. So as far yeah. so as far as um your rap name, where where did your rap name come from? That's my real name. The Red Sean is my real name. Oh dang, that's crazy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. My mama always told me she named she knew I was gonna be a star, that's why she named me that. Wow, that's yeah, that's crazy. So yeah. as far as uh recall your first time going to the studio. Like um, just uh, really like the real football. studio. My first time going to a real studio, I never forget. It was in Riverdale. Um, that's that's in my my town, like in Clayton County, Riverdale. That's the little spot. Um, on eighty five, Highway eighty five was a studio. I went in there. I was with a couple of my buddies from school. Um, uh, and it was a school night too, so it was like, damn, bro, I got to hurry up. I, you know, my dad might beat my ass. Oh God, you know what I'm saying? <laughs> So I went in, and since day one, I ain't been, I never, I never wrote, like, so I go in, I'm doing my thing, and they like, damn, you wrote that? I'm like, no. They're like, damn, you came up with that that bad? I'm like, I mean, yeah, I do this every day. They're like, damn, you fine. Like, and ever since then, I guess that's when I felt that, oh, yeah, I'm the shit. Like, yeah. You know what I'm saying? I done went to the real studio, got in the real booth, you know what I'm saying? So as far as your recording process, like uh, you just going off the dome like that, like did that just come naturally or did was it something like naturally that you could just 
feel the beat and the words just came to you or? Like naturally, I ain't even gonna lie, you guys, my family, naturally in a regular conversation, I rhyme words, like naturally. Mm. Um, Just speaking, I just rhyme sometimes, like out the blue, I just accidentally rhyme, you know what I'm saying? But what happened was, far as me going off the top like that, when I was in school, we used to, um, it was a lot of folks who used to rap, like, old, and the older kids, they used to be out there, you know, chilling, like, no cap, like, so... One day, one of my buddies, man, he pushed me out there like, bro, I know you can beat them folks. Go out there, bro. So from that day forward, I had to come off the top, like, on the spot. And I won, though. I really, I won the whole battle. It was a whole poetry thing in school, poetry and rap, rhythm and poetry class. I took all that. Um, and I won king, freestyle king in school. You feel me? So from that point, I was like, I don't need to write. Like, I used to write, but I don't know how to read my writing and and project my voice how I, how I want, like, trying to read. Like, so, you know what I'm saying? I just started um, just straight off, just going in, punching in. If I don't like it, take it off. Redo it. Yeah, one tight shot or sometimes, most times. Okay. So, that time, that first time you went to the studio and they uh, seen you going off the dome like that and they uh, still that confidence in you, would you say – that was the moment that you really knew that you could pursue the music? Um, no. Nah, I don't think that's the moment I thought I could pursue the music. I just knew at that exact moment that I was something special. Like, I knew, like, for them people to be in there and say that and be like, damn, bro, really? Like, it surprised me. Like, oh, damn, I'm really goddamn... I'm really him. Like, I could really do this. Like, you know what I'm saying? But what really made me feel like I could pursue the music for real was when I used to sell my CD. You know what I'm saying? Sometimes I, I never even used to ask for an amount of money. You feel me? I just used to be like, hey, man, fuck with me, get my new CD or whatever. Some niggas give a dollar, some niggas give five dollars, some niggas gave $20. And I done sold niggas the same CD twice before. So that, that let me know, like, oh, yeah, I could do this. I just remember I saw this nigga CD last week. He bought it again. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Or it could have just been genuine support, but that's the moment when I knew, like, yeah, I could do this. Okay. That's what's up. So uh, what, what was the first single that really uh, gave you that motion in your career that jump-started everything? I think the very first song that gave me motion in my career, like before I even did Hardware and that, it, which I feel like Hardaway, like me personally, I would say Hardaway, but I would also say before Hardaway, like when I first started getting my shows, like little $500 shows and shit like that, the real start, I think it would be, um, I had a song called Double Up. Okay. I had a song called Double Up. And then me and Dunk did the um, freestyle. And that's when it really picked up. And then after that, I think the next biggest thing was, yeah, Hardaway. Like, that was the one that really worldwide me, yeah. Okay. So as far as, like, when you when you dropped that uh, single um, – that gave you the motion 
Uh, how was the city embracing you around that time? Like, was a lot of people uh, showing love around that time? And, yeah. and kind of describe the music scene back then. Like, was a lot of people collabing? Was there everybody just staying at themselves? Yeah, it was a lot. Uh, it was a lot of love when I was first doing that, but the city was like real crazy at that time. Like everybody had they clicks and crews and shit, and a lot of niggas wasn't fucking with a lot of niggas. I mean, it's still like that. No, I ain't gonna lie, but it was it was rough back then. Like I ain't gonna lie, it was like we used to go to certain clubs and had to really be like, yeah, yeah, <laughs> motherfucker, we in. What's happening? You know what I mean? Yeah. And the crazy thing, man, all the people I used to be with back then, I don't even be with now, man. And I'm in the club by myself, still like that. Like, yeah, I'm in here. You know what I'm saying? I go out with my girl. I be going to video shoot with my kids and shit. Like, it is what it is. Yeah, I know that. I know that had to, uh, had to, I mean, I wouldn't say, like, hurt you like a lot but i know it kind of sting a little bit when you got people that you know you grew up with and you would think that they was going to be there for the long haul and then you know when you reach the real success they ain't there because either they did some disloyal stuff or they just cut themselves off like i know that because you know i went through that personally so i I can know how that can be what's the plan uh it's bittersweet like yeah, it hurt it at first, you know what I'm saying? But I'm glad that the bullshit happened then before I got here. Right. And then I'd be all focused now. Like, now I'm more focused on my life than i ever been. Because now I'm worried about me. I'm worried about mine. I'm worried about my kids and my girl and my folks only. Like, I'm not worrying about another nigga problems. I don't care, nigga. I got kids. You can't ask me for shit. No. I got kids. I got my own issues. I got my own mom. I got my own grandma and shit. No, nigga, you can't. Like, I'm good, like. So now I'm more focused, I'm more motivated, less distractions, you know what I'm saying? So it, it was a good thing, but it, it was a bad thing. It hurt it, like, because I had memories, you feel me, of saying, hey, bro, one day when we make it, nigga, we going to do this and that. And that's like, that'll never happen, you feel me? And it's fucked up. I scroll through Instagram, see niggas, and be like, damn, bro, why you had to? Damn, bro, I love you for real. Damn, bro, I thought you were my nigga. Damn, I thought you were really my dog, like. You the nigga slowed me down. For real. Like, you get what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. So uh what what label are you signed to now? And uh do you think it's a perfect uh situation for you right now? I ain't signed to nobody, I'm independent. I got a uh, distribution deal with um Venice. Okay. Uh, but I'm uh independent, man. Me and my team the label, we do everything. Oh, do you uh would you sign to a major if it made sense or are you you gonna keep rocking how you do now? Yeah, I would. Um the only reason I never went major is first of all, I want I don't think I was ready to go major. Second, um my team that I had structured around me, I don't think was ready to go major. Um and I was just misguided in so many ways. I, it kinda made me scared to go major. And I didn't know the business like how I know it now. So I think I went through what I went through, learned what I learned. Now I know what I want to do when I go major. You get know what I'm saying? If that's if I go major, I'm, but I'm open to it though. Yeah. Okay. Do you um 
do you have a goal of starting your uh your own label one day and getting the artists under you? Yeah, for sure. I'm already working with different artists now, trying to get them in the loop. Like, and and and, and the only thing that I be telling folks for real, like, I ain't gonna sign nobody because I'm an artist myself and I ain't got time to focus on no artists. But the few artists that I believe in, I definitely support. I definitely put around me so we can build some type of situation. And if it leads to that label situation, then yeah, I'm gonna definitely pop it off. You know what I'm saying? And sign all kind of folks, and I'll fall back from you. You feel me? No, mm. oh, that's what's up. So yeah. uh, what, what would you say is the biggest show you, you've done so far? Man, the biggest? Yeah. I don't know. Um, but it would be between Pussy Bass, uh, Yo Gotti Bass, Kevin Gates to it when I when I had did a show uh one set on his uh tour. I don't, I forgot where we was at though. Okay. But it'll be between them because those motherfuckers were loaded. <laughs> well what would uh what's your favorite uh place to perform? Yeah, I know that's a tough uh, I think recently <laughs> recently I'm, i I did a show in my own town, right? And I think the feeling that I got from that, seeing all the people that, that love, well, you know, that I grew up around, you know, like, not not my crew, not that, but, like, you know, people I used to go to school with, family members I ain't seen in a long time, um, and just the, the overall community of the South Side where I'm from, it made me feel a way that I never felt. So I think that's, that's my, that would be the best my best place as of right now. Okay. So as far as I know you worked with a lot of different artists in the uh industry already, a lot of big time artists. So uh do you still have someone that you wanna um do music with that you uh haven't worked with yet? Yeah, it's a couple of artists I wanna work with, man. New artists that's coming out now. Um major artists that been out, you know what I'm saying? Like yeah, I'm definitely wanna work. I definitely wanna work with legends. Of people that I feel like I can really keep up with. Like, I ain't gonna lie. Like, I feel like, you know, it's been like some type of cloud over me, keeping me from reaching whatever peak I should. But, um, yeah, I'm ready to work with people way up there because I feel like they can't fuck with me for real. Like, that ain't being arrogant or nothing. I just feel like I should have been in that position with these folks. They should be saying my name the same way. You know what I'm saying? We should be on an equal platform. You feel me? Yeah. But yeah, like I'm, I'm with whatever I'm working with, whoever. That's one thing that I kind of dislike about the the rap game because it's like it's like it's like artists like you like that have like like y'all have nice fan bases, but your fan bases should be way bigger than what they are. Way but it's like the ones that are getting pushed to the front. Not saying that they're bad artists, but right. a lot of them like it either feel forced or you you could tell it's not coming from a genuine place. Like I know when I listen to your music, like I tell a person all the time, when I listen to an artist, like if I can't feel it in my spirit in the first 30 seconds, then I'm gonna skip the song. You know what I'm saying? Cause I can That's tell real, like, bro. like I know when I hear the voice, like you can't fake the energy you like 
that's something that you can't fake. Like you can have hard lyrics, but you can't fake that. Like your spirit gonna let you know, like if they coming from a real place. Right. That right. pain, you know. I appreciate that. That real man, for real. Yeah, I just uh, I was I just dislike that because I know um, it's just a lot of artists like that's signed to these major labels, and they just and I be looking, I'm like, man. This person ain't got nearly the work ethic or the hustle. And you could tell, like, as soon as they situation goes sour, they end up going down financially because they won. You could tell, like, everybody was doing everything for them. They had no real hustle or ambition. Like, they were just fortunate enough to get in that position. You know what I'm saying? Right. Yeah, shout out to them folks, though, because I can't wait to get in that motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> I can't wait to a motherfucker be like, hold on, let me knock this shit wide open for you. Go ahead, bro. You feel me? Yeah, absolutely. So would you say uh, Hardaway is your most successful uh, project so far, or have you had something that I'll do Hardaway? No, I ain't had nothing I'll do Hardaway yet, but it's close. It's like I got a couple songs as far as numbers go anyway. Um, a couple songs, you know, I, me and my team, we try to pay attention to what's going on and how we need to do shit and what songs we need to focus on more. So when I see the numbers, I got a couple of songs actually that's like, like, ah, went all the way. Like even Abandoned, like even Abandoned, as far as a daily stream, daily stream, like it's it's like with a bet, I mean, with all the way. You see what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so it's like. Yeah, yeah, I got a few real fans. Shout out to y'all, man. I appreciate it. Yeah, man. As far as your uh your music, man, like would you say uh music is a form of venting for you? Yeah, it is, definitely is. Instead oh. of holding it in, I go on the booth and let it out. Like I got song, I got so many songs that I'll probably never put out because I'm really, really venting deep. And you know, you, you know how the industry is, you know, you can't you gotta it's a certain way shit got to be. Mm. So it's like I probably never released them shit. Mm. So so as far as uh your spare time, man, like just tell your fans what are you like doing when you're not doing music? Honestly, I'm gonna be honest, man, for so long, I've been grinding so long, I never knew what I liked to do until my my youngest daughter was born. I was more involved with her stuff, and then it's like I like being with my kids. I mean, I always love my kids, and I like doing stuff with them. But I was so busy that I couldn't, or at least I was tricked into think I was too busy to be doing it. And now it's like I can never be too busy for my family. So it's like I make time for it, and I I love you know going on vacation with them. You know, like for the first time I went to the beach like this year was my first time going to the beach and being actively in the water and running through the sand and laughing and building the world. You know what I mean? So I'm learning, like, I like shit like that. I just like family shit. I just like being around real genuine love, whether it's sitting in the house watching a movie or watching Netflix or we doing karaoke night and my kids rapping and shit. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I'm with the family shit. That's what I like doing when I'm not rapping. Even when I am rapping, I got my family with me, so Family, that's you know what I mean. Yeah, would you would you say um, that you have to work on in the future just uh, just keeping that balance like every day, just improving? Because like I know sometimes you know, and I had to do this recently. You know, 
you could be working so much to the point where like you're not really taking time to really like really enjoy yourself like you're benefiting yourself by working and and knocking off your goals but you're not really taking the time to like just lay your hair back for way two hours a, a week you know whether that's on a Sunday be like I'm not answering my phone for a couple of hours or you know what I'm All saying right. like you know just taking that decompressed time yeah it's hard and and, and I, I do know I noticed you know what I'm saying like when I do take them days, I got to double up the next day. You get what I'm saying? And I'm cool with that. You know what I'm saying? Because I'm a man. That's what I'm supposed to do. Like, I'm at a point in my life right now where I'm the most happiest and the most focused I've ever been that I would never let my work outwork me to the point where I can't be a dad or I can't be a brother or I can't be because you know what I'm saying? Like, I ain't gonna lie to you, bro. As the days go by, I pay attention to the world. I pay attention to things that's going on. And I hate to be a person that my kids say, hey, man, all my daddy did was work. He was never having time for us. Now I'm, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, no, I'm gonna be, they gonna, my dad was the best, goddamn. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. So, um, as far as, um, as far as um your uh goals, man, like what are your uh short and long term goals as far as your music career? What do you want to accomplish? Well, right now at this current time, uh my short my short term goal is just to put together a decent project to get back active, get my fans back motivated for new music, um, build different relationships, you know, with different brands and different companies and different sponsors. Like, I'm doing everything. Well, this is just the short term right now goal. I'm doing everything to re reintroduce myself again to the world the way I want to right now. Like, all that industry shit, that's cool. I fuck with it. I, I support the industry. But right now, it's about me. My album called Bigger Than Me, too, by the way, when I'm finna drop. So it's basically, that's what I'm working on, showing the world this shit bigger than me. And I want to get my fan back active and get ready for the new shit. And my long-term goal is I just want to be able to, you know, be a legend for real. Leave some, leave, leave my name, leave my footprints in this game. I want to be able to leave some for my kids where they ain't got to do the shit I did, where they ain't got to think the way I used to think. Um, figure shit out how I used to have to figure it out. I want to set a platform for my kids, my family, and, and, and anybody that I believe in to be able to follow the footsteps I lay and, and, and keep it going. Generation, generational wealth, you know what I'm saying? And a place to be happy, bro. Like, for real. Like, I love kids. I'm going to start opening up. Like, you know, I got my own little, um, what is it called? Uh, my uh, daycare or play center? Not. I want to open the daycare. I'm going to tell you the name of the daycare, too. I was going to call it Father Figures Daycare, right? For all the less fortunate kids that don't have a father. Or, you know, if, if you do and you just want to come, but you want to, you know, Father Figures. But I thought about it like, ain't nobody going to let their kids go to no daycare that's ran by men. You feel me? So I kind of put a pause on that shit. But I got to um, build a block program. You know what I'm saying? 
So it's like with the kids, like I'm really into that. Like my long-term goal is to really be somebody, be a black power man in this world for for the other young black kids to look up to, for my kids to look up to and respect, for the game industry to look up to and respect. Um, I want to be a real mogul in the world, not just the industry. You feel what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely, man. Like, um, I don't know if you watch uh, I'm Athlete uh, podcast with uh, Brandon Marshall and uh, the NFL players. No, I ain't never seen Um, When you get time, man, uh, they had J.R. Smith on there a couple months ago, and uh, he had a real powerful interview, man. And he said something true. And the reason I brought this up, because it's correlated to what you said about the, uh, the community stuff with the kids. He was saying that, you know, that you know he made over 100 million in the NBA and everybody on that he don't play with multiple multi-millionaires you know he don't play with Bron and Melo and things like that and he was just thinking of everything that went on in the pandemic as far as like the state of our people as far as like minorities and stuff that's still going on and he was like he just thought of all the times that he was like man it's times where I went in the script club and I just blew 60000 for no reason. And he was like, I could have took that 60000 and fed 2500 in the hood. And he was like, and he was like, you know, we all multimillionaires. If all of us go to the bank with 250000 who's going to turn us down? He was like, there's no reason why. Because, you know, like when we was growing up, when we was growing up, we had, oh, man. Man, I don't know what he had. Okay, yeah. So, so like he was basically saying, like J.R. Smith was saying that, you know, uh, there's no reason why all these players don't went to the league and made this type of money and don't came from possibly every state in the U.S. And we don't have community centers for all our kids and stuff, you know, the kids in the hoods where we're from to have something to do so they're not getting caught up in the street stuff, you know what I'm saying? And I was like, and I was like, you know, that's powerful because I was like, when we was kids, you know, we had like the little community centers where your parents could pay like a hundred dollars or something, and we go on field trips at the community centers, and like it was more stuff to do. Now they don't tour everything down, so you know all the kids got to do is just be out there. So you know, uh, I really you know the crazy thing. I I never all you know what's funny. I always used to want to go to the boys and girls club, like when I was a young nigga. Just because I wanted that love. Well, the way they made the commercial look, right, I never been, so I don't know what the environment was. But the way the commercial looked, it just was like I want to be a part of that, right? But I never was. But I got that fake thought or facade that in the streets, that was where I was getting that love. And the niggas I was hanging with, I felt like this was my boys and girls club. And I felt like I gotta be loyal to this and that, and that shit, man. I ain't gonna lie, it was I made a mistake, bro. Like I should've, I should've. I wish I could've did it different, right? And that's why, that's why I want to provide this platform for the less fortunate kids, so they they don't have to feel like, oh, let me go join this game so I can feel like I got a brother, or uh, let me go sell dope with these niggas so I can feel like I'm a part of something. Like you get know what I'm saying? I want to provide a place where you can be what you want to be, what you think of being. If you want to be an astronaut, this is the platform. Learn how to, you know, find self-love. Learn how to how to build yourself up. Learn how, like, you get what I'm saying? 
you don't need I, like that's my my shit. I'm trying to build is to create people to think. I don't need no motherfucker telling you who you are, telling you what to be. You figure out what you want to be, and that's what I want to provide for every motherfucker that I come encounter with. Everybody I work with, you know, I let people do what they do. Like, hey, you tell me, you you the, you the fucking car, uh, the um creative director. You tell me what you want me to do. You tell me your vision. Like, you shooting this video. I'm just a rapper, nigga. Like, you feel me? And I do that with everybody. I don't, I'm not no, I don't get on niggas like I'm a boss, man. Hey, hell no, I did what I said we gonna do. No, nah, you be you, I'm gonna be me. He gonna be him. We gonna be a team. And we going to the motherfucking roof. And I want that shit for everybody that come around me that's got any dealings with me. Yeah, absolutely. I can, uh, I can dig that, bro. So as far as your album, man, like what, um, um, do you have like how many songs, um, that's gonna be on there. Any features? I'm gonna tell you the truth, right? Currently, I think it's 24 on them. But you know me, I be trying to be different. Like I hate doing the same shit to somebody else. So when I seen other artists lately been dropping these 22 songs and shit, I felt like, damn, they beat me again. You feel what I'm saying? So I don't know. I may, I may come off the 20, 24 and. Mm-hmm. like 19, maybe 18, like a regular. Like I was trying to just, you know, give them, I, I've been gone so long, I was trying to give them a whole lot of that shit. Mm-hmm. But like I said, I be trying to be different. I be trying to be in my own lane. I don't want no comparison with no nigga. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, do, uh, do you um know who's all on there as far as the features or, or you don't want to name them yet? Nah, we still waiting on some of that shit to come back to confirm it. Like, I done definitely sent out to a lot of different artists that I got personal relationships with. Um, I definitely did work with artists that I, like, who I believe in on, on the come up, like, who I think need to get some light. I, I definitely work with them. Um, I, I already, the songs that I, that, that for sure features, I already put out, like, the Moray, um, uh, uh, money move. Um, I'm trying to think this song off again. Yeah, that's all the shit I did already out, like the for show features. But the other ones, I don't send shit. I actually got a studio session tonight to um get another feature. You know what I'm saying? So it's like, you know how that shit go. We got to play the little game with the features and shit. Okay. So as far as your um besides your album, what else you got coming for twenty twenty two and the beginning of uh twenty twenty-three? Um, I'm building like I'm like I said earlier in my short term goal, like I'm I'm building with different brands, different sponsors. Um I'm finna start like collabing with restaurants, doing my own menus and shit like that. I'm finna collab with um different sauces make and create my own sauce. Like, cause you know, I be cooking and shit too. So I'm finna collab on that side. Um, I'm finna collab, I'm, man, I, this this upcoming shit for me finna be so different, bro. Like I'm on my, I'm on my hustle, man, shit. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, you just, uh, uh, the near future is just basically um, creating different streams of income. Cause you know, you know, uh, especially when the pandemic happened, man, uh, back in 2020, back in April, that really showed 
who the real hustlers were because you know Man. they stopped the shows and you know that the back end one coming. Man, so, had to, so you really had to do Man. other ways. You had to do features. You had to promo. You had to do a lot of different things. You know. Hey, but you know what? I'm proud of us as a people though for making it through that shit. You know, I know a lot of us was less fortunate than others, and we lost a lot of shit, gained a lot of shit, learned a lot of shit, but I'm just glad overall as a people, you know, we ain't no weak-ass niggas. Like, we gonna get through this shit. You know what I mean? So I'm proud of us as a people, you know what I'm saying? I know that shit done slowed down. Everybody did what they did, scamming and all that bullshit. <laughs> now they back trying to figure it out. But I'm just saying, I'm, I'm proud of my people, goddamn, for Getting through that shit, you know what I'm saying? Yeah, absolutely, man. So, uh, I, I just started asking uh, this question to all my guests, man. So, uh, how do you want people to perceive you? To receive me? Yeah, perceive. Oh, how how do I want them folks to view me? Um, shit, it's me, me, genuinely me. If if you see me today and I look like I'm on that foot, shit, I might be. If you see me today and I'm smiling and passing I got them money or fucking book bags or whatever, that's me. Like, I want people to perceive me as a human, man. A superhuman at that. You know what I'm saying? Like, I'm just me. I don't want to look, I don't want nobody to look at me as, oh, he's like, or you remind me of. No, I'm me. I'm Derez Deshaun. And every day I'm a different motherfucker. So <laughs> that's how I want people to see me. You know what I'm saying? so uh do you got uh anything else you want to put out to your fans that you want to let them know uh that you got going on and uh just let people know how to find you on social media and things like that oh yeah man shout out to all the fans i appreciate y'all i swear i do you know what i'm saying that's why i do what i do for y'all when i come to my shows i take every picture with whoever want to take them you know what i'm saying way before my dog Goddamn went viral like that. I was doing that. You see what I'm saying? Um, shout out to them for supporting my music, listening to my music, streaming my videos and everything. Um, just keep rocking with me. I ain't going to never let y'all down. We load. It's up. Follow me on Instagram, every social media, um, Facebook, Twitter, Clubhouse, Dred Deshaun, TikTok, The Real Dred Deshaun. You know what I'm saying? Um, it's up, man. We going up. I'm going all the way up. Ain't nothing holding me back no more. Ain't no contract. I don't got all the old contracts with old teammates, old labels, old everything. You know what I'm saying? I'm good. We clutch. We ready to go. Absolutely, man. Uh, I definitely uh appreciate you uh coming on the podcast, man, and uh. Um, you the biggest guest I had so far, man, when I uh hit your manager and uh he told me uh that you agreed to do the interview, man. I uh I ain't gonna lie, I couldn't believe it because I was just like, dang, you know what I'm saying? Cause a lot of stuff, uh good stuff been happening to me lately as far as, as the podcast been going, cause uh it's the first thing that I genuinely enjoy doing since I was mm-hmm. playing basketball. Like, you know, and um, I had a passion for basketball. I was I hoop a lot, so um, there's something that I actually enjoy doing. The reason I started a podcast because I feel like, you know, and I, as a people, as minorities, we lack the mental health aspect because historically, 
we've been treated bad with slavery, segregation. So we've been trained mentally to just get treated bad and just taking on a chance to keep moving and not addressing those right. mental health issues. And I know me personally from being in the military, you know, losing close people and combat situations in front of me and things like that. You know, I went through real deep depression and things like that. So I know how important that stuff is when I started going to a counselor like a couple of years ago and that helped me turn my mental health back around. So the reason I started a podcast was so people can get reassurance in themselves to know people go through similar situations and you're not, right. you're not crazy for thinking of the way you think, you know? Right. Right. Cause I don't been called crazy. The motherfuckers ain't walked in my shoes. You know what I mean? I'm yeah. balancing this shit well. It might look uneasy to you, motherfuckers, <laughs> but I'm handling this shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Absolutely, man. No, uh, you know, anytime you want to come on a podcast, man, you uh hit me anytime, man. You know, uh, I drop episodes every week. And um, like I told uh E Blue, man, like um I don't just Yeah, that's my dog. Shout out E Blue, yes, sir. Yeah, man. Yeah, E Blue's cool guy, man. I know. Uh, like I told him, man. Like, uh, I I talk about real stuff too. Like, you know, one of my most popular episodes was about police brutality and uh, um, did child support, fifty fifty in relationships. Should you kick your kid out at eighteen? Like stuff that I know people's gonna come across at some point in their life. You know what I'm saying? So, yeah. I like talking about those topics because I don't think us as a people talks amongst each other enough like you know we might talk to our homeboys and stuff but it I think it's more needed for us to talk amongst our people and to know that you know that get different dialogue with people because you know you might be going through something but you might not told nobody about it and just having a simple conversation with somebody not saying that y'all had to be the best of friends or anything like that it could have helped you get through something mentally you know yeah, that's true, man. But, you know, we so fucked up as a people, man, and programmed, like, to hold so much shit in because you can, you can open up to a motherfucker and they use that shit against you or they, or they, or they you know, what it is using it against you, but they take advantage of that. I, that's what I've been through. I've been through a lot of that shit, like, trying to really talk to somebody and try to get help. Well, I got my real help from talking to a therapist. But they, talking to people on the daily, like, you know, like, yeah, man, it's, it's, a, it's, it's hard, bro. It's tough to do that. But you're right. If I could have talked to some of these people in the world and they gave me the good direction and good, good words of wisdom, I wouldn't have did a lot of shit that I did. And I wouldn't have chose certain things that I chose. And I would have ultimately been a better person today. But it be hard, bro. Like, you know what I'm saying? You try to talk to somebody, they'll laugh. Like, you try to talk to your partner. Hey, man, I've been crying for the last two days. I keep thinking about this, this, this. Man, what you crying for? You a bitch ass nigga. Now you want to fight a nigga because you, now you got a wet nigga. You know what I mean? Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, but that would be good. I, I, I appreciate that. I'll definitely tap in on your podcast. Like, I'm with all that. I need, I need to listen, nigga. Let me learn something. You hear me? Yeah, absolutely, man. I drop uh, every Monday at uh, 12 p.m. And um, I don't talk about a lot of stuff like, you know, why men need multiple women, why 
just just crazy stuff because I have people most of my topics I don't even come up with like people would DM me and be like let's talk about this so and I'm just like you yeah. know I let the people choose the topics most of the time because you know people might be going through it and you know people uh told me recently you know coming on the podcast was like a vent for them like after we got off of it they hit me on the phone and be like hey I really needed that, you know, like, cause I did a topic and I didn't know that they was currently going through it and, you know, us talking about it and them getting reinsurance really helped them to, you know, move on and choose a, a better uh, situation for whatever they was going through. Yeah. Fact. Oh, excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Excuse me. Yeah, man, uh, I appreciate you coming on the podcast, man, and hopefully uh, we can uh, build more of a relationship and you can come on here every time you uh, you drop something, you know what I'm saying? You know, uh, I uh, have a lot of artists on here. You know, I interviewed Shotty Lowe last week, Shotty Lowe uh, Jr. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he they got a documentary coming for his dad soon, he told me, so I was like, That's yeah, hard. big. That's hard. Yeah, I'm I'm with it. I, I I'm I'm a nigga that believe in some relationships are uh, more valuable than money, man. I'm building. I'm with it. Let's build together. Yeah, absolutely. I know. Uh, uh, your manager sent me like four artists to interview, so I know I, I'm interviewing One Shot Deal Saturday, and uh, that's my dog. Shout out One Shot Deal. Yeah, and uh, I seen the picture you posted with you earlier, and uh, yeah, yeah, and Free Band Test. I'm doing them in the same day. Shout out my dog, Free Man Tay. Yeah, they're my dog. That's my, that, they're my folk. That's my team. That's like, and each of us play our own, play our own role to help each other. Like, mm-hmm. they gonna check me when I'm wrong, or I ain't focused, or I ain't grinding how I'm supposed to be, and it's vice versa. We on each other. We trying to build each other. We trying to win. When I tell you we trying to win, I'm talking about, man, back to back to back to back like the bull, boy, you know what I mean? Like, we trying to win, win. <laughs> Well, I'm glad that uh, to hear that you don't have a lot of yes men around you because that that really kills a lot of people when they have people around them that not going to tell them that they're doing wrong. You know what I'm saying? And I ran and I ran into situations personally because you tell somebody that they're wrong, then you know that can kill the whole relationship because they're not used to being told that they're wrong. So. It's good that you got. It, 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 it ain't even that. You know what it is with niggas like that, bro? Or people like that. They think they know it all. Like, until they bust their ass, until they fall off, and, and, and ain't got nobody to depend on, they gonna, they gonna they ain't going to respect that. But when they do, they're going to appreciate the motherfucker saying, hey, but what? Nah. See, niggas like that, I don't think even been through shit. Like, straight up. You can't. It's no way in hell. You could have been through some traumatic or, 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 or financially fucked up that somebody can't say, hey, bro, don't do that, bro. That's stupid. And you be like, man, fuck you. I know what I'm doing. Oh, yeah, you ain't been through shit. You a spoiled-ass brat. You a bitch-ass nigga. That's a bitch-ass nigga to me. If a nigga tell me, hey, D-Bow, you tripping, I ask, like, what you mean? Like, let me know. Like, what's up? Yeah, bro, you rapping like you sleep. Nigga, wake up. Oh, all right, bet, bet, bet. You know what I mean? Hey, bro, you performing like your fucking back hurt. Nigga, get crunk, nigga. Oh, all right, bet. Like, I ain't gonna be like, nigga, I, I got this. I'm the real to show Oh, hell no, nigga. 
lot of niggas now, man. That's why they don't never be shit. That's why they'll never be shit. Yeah, absolutely. I feel I feel you on that, man. And a lot of people just have to I always say, you know, it's good to have confidence in yourself, but don't don't get to the point where you can't you can't listen to someone. You know what I'm saying? You always gotta be humble enough to if someone giving you some good some good advice that you can take two minutes to listen to what they got to say, you know what I'm saying? Cause that advice could be pivotal to you know, you not going down the wrong road or you losing your life or anything, you know what I'm saying? So Fresh. but that's but, a fact. But yeah, man, uh I appreciate you coming on the uh podcast, man. And uh anytime you want to come on, uh you, uh you know, my Instagram, Eric J the Great, you know, uh your manager got me on Instagram, you know, you can contact me anytime, whether you or you had some other artists, you know, that you come in contact with besides the ones I already know, you know, you can send them my way. I interview up and coming artists all the time. So I bet. That's what's up, man. I appreciate you, man. Appreciate the time. Appreciate the experience. You know what I'm saying? Thank you. All right. No problem, bro. I try to keep it as authentic as possible. I I don't believe in being scripted. I try to keep it as a regular conversation and and i don't like other platforms ask incriminating questions and stuff like that then get caught, people caught up you know some stuff is just yeah. common sense. <laughs> just common sense and you shouldn't ask you know what i'm saying so <laughs> but everybody check out uh the rest is on all screaming platforms and uh be on the lookout for his next album that's dropping soon and uh continue to support what he got going on and uh and uh like again I appreciate you and uh you know a lot of your music got me through deployments man I was telling my friend I was like man it's crazy I'm about to interview an artist that really got me through a dark space man when I uh lost my best friend in Afghanistan man I was got I was depressed for about a year so that uh, a lot of your music really really helped me man I uh appreciate you make uh because a lot of people don't make that heartfelt music no more there's only a couple of y'all left you know like you right, right. boosie people like that you know what i'm saying that really make that real stuff so uh, i appreciate you being authentic and a real person and uh i wish you most success in the future bro and uh just keep doing what you're doing appreciate that thank you bro all right all right you have a good night all bro. right uh you too bro all right.